0: Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way.
1: I'm Eric Gunther.
0: And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And it's a brand new year, 2020.
1: Here we are.
2: New year, new you, blah, blah, yeah. blah.
0: Here we are. Yes. <laughs> um, You guys, I have something to declare. Okay. okay. I am a
2: grand millennial. What? What? What is a grand millennial? (laughs) Well,
0: kind of. Maybe I'm like, I'm like part grand millennial. Are you calling yourself
2: an awesome millennial?
0: No, it's a portmanteau of the word grandma and millennial. Um, Where is this coming from? Yeah, who
1: coined this term grand millennial?
0: Well, according to a couple stories I read, um, there's a writer for House Beautiful. She's like one of their editors. She coined the term or she, they published the first story about grand millennials um, and actually coined the term. I was looking at her Instagram this today and she like completely embodies grand millennial. It's characterized as you can probably guess by things that your grandmother would like. So florals and, um, cane furniture and, you know, big, bold prints, um, scalloped napkins and, you know, delicate glassware. Um,
1: so if, you you are confessing that you enjoy this style, you like this style. This is your aesthetic.
0: I would definitely borrow bits and pieces from Grand Millennial.
1: Got it. Um,
0: yeah, this is
2: not your style, Natalie. <laughs> I am I having a style like identity. I crisis? know your style, and this is not. I can see where you would borrow a few bits and pieces, but I just I don't know.
0: I mean, okay. So let's talk about some of the characteristics Elements? of Grand yeah. Millennial. Yeah. yeah the one that stands out the most to me and the one that i would probably gravitate toward are fab florals um i i do love a f- floral wallpaper i can get down with a floral pillow floral but, okay artwork
1: so, but be- yeah before you go too far though so when i think grandma florals i'm thinking like tiny flower wallpaper mm, like that very, periwinkle
2: blue very
1: repetitive mm-hmm. and just like flower, flower, yeah. flower, 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 you know, the really tiny flowers just repeated over and over. And I've seen this, you know, when I look at older houses that obviously grandmas and grandpas lived in that are now on the market. And that I you see in the listing I see, photos. I see the wallpaper in the listing photos where mm-hmm. it's floral and it's not cute.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think millennials have kind of co-opted that and that's why it has the millennial part of it is like they're kind of modernizing that look. I... I agree. Like I wouldn't want like the teeny tiny floral. I'm I'm more of like a graphic. I think we we probably talked about this in the past. Yeah, I think we've talked about
2: floral. Yes. on past and,
1: pods. And even the even the illustration we use in the article is is a kind of a lar- larger floral mm-hmm. print. It's so I like those. But yeah, I mean when I think of grandma style, if if that if that's the true aesthetic, I'm thinking like those tiny florals where. Mm-hmm. They're very repetitious and they get, you know, you'll see grandmas put the the darn wallpaper on the ceiling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, one, another characteristic that I like are um, bar carts. And I think those are kind of... Those, See, uh, okay, you, okay,
1: yeah, exactly. this is where
2: I've got an issue. How
0: Those are, aren't just, you can't, the grand millennials can't just have that for themselves. No,
1: yeah, but Rachel's done how many articles on bar carts <laughs> over the last year. I mean, how? <laughs> how bar carts are for everybody. They're not for,
2: yeah, I'm searching for a bar cart right now. I would not call myself grand millennial. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, I agree. I
0: think, I mean, obviously, I feel like bar carts became just like a huge thing when Mad Men was on. like an old fashioned? That's kind of when mm-hmm. people started to take notice of them as like, Like a decor
2: accessory instead of just a functional... Right.
0: Yeah. But they do... They do... I think their presence and like the look of them does kind of harken back to that like 50s, 60s design aesthetic, right? right?
1: Yeah. No, you're right. And I mean, yeah, they're they're, they're a design element. The one that, you know, I think we have trouble with and then, you know, I don't know how how many (laughs) Grammar... I know what you're going to say. Well, no, I mean... (laughs) It's because I've, I've read other articles that contradict this. I mean, especially I think I read one in the New York Times within the last six months about brown furniture and about uh-huh. how antique the antique market has kind of tanked because millennials aren't interested in mm-hmm. antiques. We've heard this before. And so for us to say that brown furniture is part of this aesthetic, I mean, it may be part of this aesthetic, but I don't think that uh, millennials are running out to buy brown furniture or or antiques because... All evidence shows that they're not really into the antiques.
0: And I think there's different levels of brown furniture. Right. Um, I'm aged... thinking like
1: dark brown hutch. Like, you know. Like yeah. What millennial yeah. wants a dark, you know, grandma, mom. She wants, you know, that yeah. was a thing.
0: I think there's a certain, you know, there's something for everybody. Like someone would want. Some right. millennial must love that. Well, I um, guess it's the
2: grand millennial who loves that. The one who wants to seem um, unique and different because they're showcasing antique pieces.
0: One of these um, elements that I can get down with is
2: needlepoint and embroidery. I mean, that one seems sufficiently grand, grandma-ish. Yeah.
0: Grandma-ish, but also like trendy and yeah. kind of preppy and, you know, very Etsy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think I have some needlepoint hanging in my house, but it's it's needlepoint that I bought at like a thrift store you know, mm-hmm. uh, old timey kind of needlepoint. But yeah, so maybe I have elements of a grand millennial. <laughs> You're
0: a grand millennial. You. <laughs> if you want to check out this article, go to com. If you identify as a grand millennial, like we said, let us know. Um, Give us a shout. We want to hear. Speaking of design that doesn't make sense, Dr. Phil McGraw um, is a cajillionaire. He could fill his home with whatever he wanted. He could decorate his house in any way that he wanted to. And he decided to decorate his house in this crazy way.
2: The news here is that the house is listed. It's for sale. And the internet went wild when they got wind of the photos of the inside of this house. It is owned by Dr. Phil. His son, Jordan, has been living there. It's unclear which McGraw decorated the interior but if you have not seen these photos you have to head to realtor.com immediately and check it out it is insanity yeah no pun intended what i particularly love is the quote uh offered up i guess back in 2016 jordan gave the daily mail a tour of the home Mm -hmm. and how he explained it this makes me wonder if it is his decor decision or dr phil's Jordan said quote the idea is kind of Tim Burton threw up on a canvas and it turned into a house
1: yeah I don't know that I'd go to my designer with that kind of
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so you said that Jordan McGraw who's
0: Dr. Phil's son is living Uh there right now um Jordan McGraw up-and-coming pop star or or I'll put in a clip of his song right here
1: Okay. okay
2: yeah because I'm not I wasn't clear on what kind of music it's it's was not pursuing important. it's not important you don't need to know
1: <laughs> and can I break in with some breaking news hey, oh sure.
2: please
1: this house has been on the market for about a week and it is already in pending status
0: whoa stop okay well let's I mean it wasn't listed for it was only listed for five million seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars so
1: okay okay miss bougie
0: I mean <laughs> I'm saying in terms of Beverly celebrity Hills. homes in Beverly Hills, that's yes. not the highest price point we've mm-hmm. seen. Well, maybe because they knew
2: it was but ugly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is, I guess, a relative. It It's right in line with the market price, what you'd expect to pay in Beverly Hills. And I'm sure none of that decor, I mean, some of it is built into the home, but then <laughs> other pieces of it will leave with the McGraws.
2: One of the things that really stuck out to people was the dining room that um has a glass-in wall of guns adorning it. Now, that stirred up a lot of controversy, so that particular photo has now been removed from the listing, but we we do have it on In our the article. article and yeah. yeah, it's worth it's worth looking at.
1: This uh staircase. I uh, can we talk about that for a minute? What's going on there? <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it to
2: the listeners.
0: uh, I think one of you should try to describe it to the listeners.
1: It's like tentacles draped over the banister, snakes of varying lengths. It's very, it's almost phallic. It's kind of creepy.
2: I see like like, snakes, or it does look like snakes.
1: uh, Yeah, I see like I see tentacles. It's very, it's like a horror film, and it's not like it's not Tim Burton whimsical. It's more creepy. It's frightening.
0: it's wild and then it and it's it's a bit of a spiral too it, it kind of right. it, it spirals up so it's it's very dramatic and then there's a wet bar below it there's like a right. full on 5 seat bar right below yeah. the staircase
1: He is on trend in some parts of this home, given what we've talked about in past episodes with like the black interiors. And then I see like the master bedroom is like a navy blue. I was
2: about to say, I actually kind of dig the master bedroom as well as his outdoor space. He's got a nice dining area. Yeah. Yeah. The outdoor space is really cool. Yeah. Some places I'm like, I would be down to buy this house, and others I'd have nightmares.
1: Right. So, I mean, I guess. People, you know, the buyer, because it it is already, like I said, sale pending, the buyer was able to look past some of the decor choices and see that, you know, there are some cool components of this home.
2: I mean, it's not one of those things, though, that you, it's not like taking paintings off the wall. I mean, this stuff comes with the house. That staircase. That
1: staircase is very (laughs) troubling.
2: (laughs) Anyway, this house garnered a lot
0: of attention uh we highly recommend you check out the photos go to realtor.com slash news you can even go to google type in realtor.com and dr phil and the story should pop up in your browser um let us know what you think too well rachel you posted this on our show on our on our facebook right i did
2: i did it got a lot of you guys talking you had some very similar i think reactions to this place (laughs) than as we did it
0: was a, a chorus of WTFs. <laughs> yeah. So we are in the thick of winter uh, and we're also at the beginning of a new year, which means that people are thinking about saving money. Um, and a lot of that comes down to saving on your energy bill. That can be really pricey when you're turning up the heat. It can be cold. And you want to be comfortable, but you also don't want to spend an arm and a leg. So we thought it would be a good idea to look at some of the um, tips or old wives' tales that we've that we've heard since we were little um, that are supposedly supposed to save energy around the house. For me, this was turning off the lights when I went to school. Uh, have you guys experienced similar? similar you know your parents telling you to save energy in different ways
2: i would get in trouble for
0: leaving the refrigerator
1: door open too long yeah (laughs) and i mean you know leaving the tv on you know when you fell asleep yeah that kind of thing or having the tv be on all night yeah fell asleep in your room same kind of thing
0: so to set the record straight we decided to talk to some experts and have them poke holes in some common practices that people use to conserve energy um and, yeah, so let's get into the myths. Uh, number one, use a portable electric space heater instead of running your central heating in your house. And what do you guys you, think?
1: You agree with this.
0: <laughs> well, our expert said that this is a myth. It's, it's you know, you might think, oh, just use a space heater. If, if you're only working in one room of the home or you're just sitting downstairs, there's no need to turn on the entire... Heater to heat the whole house, Um, but our expert said that electric heat is a lot more expensive, so, you know, running a space heater for many hours of the day is going to probably be more expensive.
1: Right. I I totally agree. I mean, space heaters, to me, signify danger.
2: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, and especially having multiple ones around the house, yeah, seems like I, a... Yeah, I,
1: I don't... Yeah. I mean, I think I've used one on rare occasion, but I, it's not mm-hmm. something I would put in my arsenal. I just turn on the heater if I'm cold.
2: I might have one out on my patio or something on sure. a chilly night.
1: Right. Right. That's
2: fine. But my mom used to tell me that um, she would, when, you, when you have an automated heating and cooling unit, she would say that... Um, it's better not to turn it off and on because just it, set it. it just said it because it just works harder it. yes every that, time you shut it off
1: your mom is correct
0: okay that makes sense thanks that mom. makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, wise wise words from mama stoltz um okay myth two is uh leave the ceiling fan on to cool your home or to cool a room
1: okay so that's a myth so the,
0: that's a myth Hmm. A, a fan, what the expert said was a fan, a ceiling fan, does not actually bring down the temperature of a room. It just circulates air.
2: Yes, huh. I yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, right. So <laughs> if you're looking at it as as a, a device to cool your home, no. But if It's it,
0: not gonna yeah, it's not gonna lower it's like
2: it's gonna circulate the temperature the air at the temperature the air is. Right.
0: And it could make you feel more comfortable because you're sweating and you're it's hot so you, on you sweat and then it's blowing air on you the sweat on your body and so that makes you feel like temporarily cool but right. it's not going to actually lower the temperature of, the of a home. room like right. air
1: conditioning well right or like one of those swamp cooler things the you know those yeah. fans that have swamp like, cooler, yeah. swamp cooler. <laughs> aren't there swamp cooler fans a block
2: but a yeah. blockbuster story on realtor.com <laughs> yeah, this was an issue I had in my old place because I didn't have air conditioning and on the hot summer days I would turn on all the fans but then I would almost feel hotter because it's just blowing hot air on me
1: yeah well i mean right. i don't i don't have air conditioning either and i mean i i have one ceiling fan in the kind of the living area but i don't right i don't expect it to like cool the temperature of the house it just kind of adds a nice it, it gives you a breeze right, right. Mm-hmm. It gives, you know
0: um myth number three then this one is probably pretty surprising turn off the lights and appliances each time you leave a room that's a myth is it because it takes more energy to, once you turn them back on? It depends on the type of bulbs that you have. Huh. Some of us have compact fluorescent bulbs, which are those—they're those bulbs that are that look kind of—they're like spirally, kind of. Uh-huh. And so, the amount of time for them to actually—that th- they have to be on to be effective—is 15 minutes. Um, but if you're out, if you're in and out of the room in less than 15 minutes, it's going to take more energy to. to for back. them to reheat up, or not hmm. heat, but to reboot up, you know. It, so okay. In terms of appliances, um, the same thing goes for a TV. These aren't really appliances, but a TV or a video game console. Um, it appliance. just takes more energy to reboot it to start uh, it from
1: scratch. But yeah, I but mean, you should not, turn
0: it off right. if you're going to bed. Right. Turn it off. That's fine. You're going to be away from it for eight to 12 hours or whatever, that's fine. But But not
2: if you're leaving a room for 15 minutes and coming right back.
0: Exactly. Not if you're going to take a snack, to get a snack or take a shower or whatever. Okay. This one, tell me if this is obvious or not. Um, This is a myth. Heat your home faster by turning the thermostat higher than it needs to be. So if you want to, if you want to heat your home faster, turn your thermostat up to like 85.
2: No, I would never think that. I would think it doesn't climb faster. (laughs) Does it affect the rate at which the temperature increases? Yeah. Right,
1: right, right. But do people, so some people do think like boosting your thermostat up to 90 is going to get your house warm (laughs) faster?
0: Some, I think some people think that. (laughs) Wow. Well, Bless. (laughs) If you we are not judging you, if you're one of the people that did
2: think that I, I'm I'm judging a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's judging you. You can take that up with her. <laughs> However, um, just just <laughs> low and slow, you guys slow and steady wins the race in this situation. Low and slow. OK, well, those are some of the energy saving myths that you can leave in the dust. Um, All right, let's move on to winners and losers. Our first winners and losers of the new decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to start with Are you supposed to explain what the segment is? Oh, I'm so sorry. I should explain what it is. Uh, For all you new listeners, Winners and Losers is a segment at the end of the episode where we discuss celebrities and the houses that they bought, sold, or rented. And we pick one winner and one loser. The winner is somebody who made a great deal, uh, made some cash on a deal, um, maybe purchased a ridiculous home, maybe paid for a home with cash, spoiler alert. Uh, and then our loser is always someone who lost some cash. Um, so we're going to start with our loser so we can end on a good note. Our loser this week is the former Sun Microsystems CEO, Scott McNeely.
1: Yes, Natalie, it is.
0: He sl- he slashed the price on a Silicon Valley mansion. Yes. Uh, Eric, do you want to tell us about the price drop? This is an epic price drop.
1: Yeah, so a 46% price drop?
2: I uh, think you were asking... Word girl.
1: Why? I no, I but know. even even I don't know math, but I can tell if you go from a hundred <laughs> to fifty four million. No, okay.
0: So so, tell us what this. Tell us about the price drop. So it started at what price? What what was it initially listed as?
1: It came in on the market in twenty eighteen. There was a big article. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal in twenty eighteen. Came on the market for a hundred million dollars.
0: <laughs> and this, where are we now?
1: This week, or where? This week, it bounced back onto the market for fifty three point nine. Given the fact that it went from 100 to 54, I can tell that that's a 46% price drop.
0: I misspoke. It, it has not sold yet. It's, no.
1: It's just, it no, came it, back
0: on the market. It came
1: okay. back on the market. So, yeah, no, it, it's still looking. We don't know what the final sale price will be, but it's back on the market for $53.9 or fifty-three point <laughs> <laughs> eight
2: eight. dollars uh, Wow. What'd you say? This... A comically large
1: price drop. Oh,
0: it's a ridiculously <laughs> large price drop. Like,
1: are you. <laughs> Yeah, 46. What, 40, what were they 40, for,
0: thinking with that 100 million at the beginning? Well, I mean, you
1: know, you got to be ambitious. You got to test the market and see. I mean, I mean it does have a right, giant yeah. hockey rink in it. Yeah, so Scott yeah. M- Scott McNeely is a huge sports fan, is a big Sharks backer. He's in the Bay yeah. Area. The home itself is in Portola Valley, which is kind of behind Palo Alto, like up in the hills a little bit. T- yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's close outside San Francisco in a very affluent area. Yeah,
1: it's a very affluent area. Um Little enclave of homes. Scott's home sits on, I believe, it's multiple acres. It's, I want to say, yeah, th- uh, 13.4 thirteen point
2: four acres. Yeah, it's it's huge. Thirty two thousand square feet. Yeah,
1: and and as Rachel mentioned, it does come with a hockey rink. Uh, there's a detached building that houses a hockey rink, which the uh, agent told us could be then converted into a equestrian center or tennis courts or even a garage for your cars. The home also has a basketball court, locker room, gym, climbing wall, and yoga studio. It's
2: too much. God, those probably
0: don't get used at all.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, too much.
0: but they're definitely a sports-loving family. They yes. have all these different.
1: Yeah, we got a we got a quote from a statement from McNeely himself talking about how they they created this. Place and now they're empty nesters. Him and his wife, and they want to move on. So, uh, like I said, the home went on the market for a hundred million. It's in Portola Valley. It's now available for fifty three point eight eight million dollars. For that, for that price cut, we are calling him our qualified. Yeah, he is our qualified loser.
0: <laughs> full full on loser. Wow. But you guys, if he if he sells this place, because here we have that they they bought the it was built on two lots they bought the two lots for 11 million dollars built the place up from the ground and so if they can sell it probably for even 50 mil they they might make some money out of the sale right like how much do you think it would cost to build this house a
1: lot of money yeah. I I, okay. I I think it, they'll be lucky to probably break even on the cost because I'm sure this house cost a lot of money to build. You think so? Okay. Oh, yeah. I all mean, right. it, it cool. wasn't like it was built. It nah. wasn't like it was built in 1902. Yeah. right. It right. was built. It was built just within like the last decade or two. So
0: that's true, and it has all the bells and whistles. Yes, so. e-
1: even a safe room with panic buttons.
0: Oh, panic room! Love that movie. <laughs> do you um okay well let's move on to our winners there are two of them this week it's a couple uh, it's a couple aaron rogers and danica patrick aaron yeah. rogers is a football player not form- <laughs>
2: God,
1: well, you were searching for it there what what well, is I, he
0: he <laughs> he's not retired yet, right? No. No,
2: he plays he's no. the quarterback for Green Bay. He's still on Green Bay. Okay. Danica Patrick is Danica. Danica Patrick is retired though. Yes, from, She's from auto She's a retired racing. race car driver. Yes. Okay. Uh so you're referring to Aaron. Um we met at the SPs back in 2012. So um we both remember um we remember meeting each other. Um it wasn't it was quick, but uh I got his email address and I remember thinking to myself back then like, "Oh, on the down, like oh, not a phone number, just an email address, you know, like which is whatever. I don't know. We uh, we kept in touch just a little bit. There were some years I don't think we talked to each other, and then some every now and again. Um, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't until obviously recently
0: that we actually had phone numbers. So so this couple bought a gorgeous Malibu mansion, um, and there are winners not only for scoring a great a great place, but uh, they paid in cash. Wow, they paid. Two, uh, excuse me. They paid twenty eight million dollars in cold hard cash for this place on the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu.
1: Wow, and it's not a huge place by any means, right? It's, it's about thirty six hundred square feet.
0: Yeah, but you're paying for the views.
1: Oh no, of course, Malibu. I, I understand, but yeah, it's not- yeah,
0: and I feel like Malibu is not a big place. So you're, you're, there's not going to be like, for example, thirty two thousand square foot place like the
1: like the McNeely home. But, yeah. Well, yeah. there there will be, but not on not on the ocean side.
0: So, Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick bought this place from the British pop star Robbie Williams and his wife. Williams bought the property for um, twenty million in two thousand eighteen, and Rodgers and Patrick were actually renting it from them this summer, uh, and they loved it so much that. I guess they made them an offer that they couldn't refuse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd it's a the, cool
0: place. I mean, the views, there's, you know, there's one of those walls that just like opens that oh, just yeah. shows the, the ocean.
1: ocean. Yeah. Yeah. The indoor outdoor. It's, and outdoor. they have
2: um, access to a private beach too. Wow. So, I yeah. mean, that's not too shabby either.
1: No. It's yeah. A, it's a gorgeous home from all accounts here. I, I'm. It's looking-
0: very modern. Um, I think the interiors are like pretty minimal in terms of like, mm-hmm. You know the kitchen's just kind of that white plaster above the the oven, and yeah,
1: and so there, this is this is going to be, I guess, his off season crash pad. Then I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't blame him for not wanting to winter in Green in Bay. In Green Bay, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I reckon escape to
2: Malibu, absolutely,
1: totally. Can I mean, you
2: imagine being thirty six years old and being able to pay cash for this place, though.
1: Who are you talking about? Aaron Rodgers or Danica Patrick? Aaron Rodgers. He's thirty six. He is 36. Okay. How old is Danica? 37? Okay.
2: I wonder how much each one kicked into this though. And yeah. Did they and buy it together or did he exactly. buy it? Exactly.
1: So this is what I, you know, I my, know. This, this brings up a few questions for me. How long have they been together? They to,
0: didn't actually start dating or they weren't in a, an official relationship until January of 2018. Okay. So, so a year. So two years. Two years. Two years.
1: Two years sorry. and they bought the, a $28 million mansion together.
0: And Aaron Rodgers split from Olivia Munn in 2017 after right. three years of dating. Okay. I felt like it was um, longer. And then Patrick ended a five-year relationship. Huh. So.
1: Okay. I mean, they're on a different level in terms of their income, but even so, yeah. they're they're buying a $28 million mansion together. And who knows if they really bought it, you know, who if he put in more. Well, Eric,
0: do you, I mean, I know you didn't look at the find. Um,
1: it's probably but, owned by an LLC, I'm sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's, so it's
0: right with with these like celebrity purchases. It's often hard to tell like who actually is the buyer because right yeah it's usually under a trust or an LLC or something.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean yeah and how did they decide? Oh, we'll go sixty forty or <laughs> right. exactly. I'll I'll Venmo you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and you know, we we this is all just idle speculation on our part, but it it does r- raise a question of, you know, when is it when do you decide to buy a place with a partner you know I mean and go in with somebody you're not necessarily married and you're you, I don't know it's just it raises questions yeah for me. especially
0: Ooh. since they've only been together for a year two That's, years two years oh my god it's 2020 I, I did right? the exact same thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> two years
0: get with um, the times in any case they are our winners because they paid cash for this gorgeous Malibu mansion yes uh All the best to them. Bless. That is it for this episode of House Party. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to get more episodes delivered to your phone, you can hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify. You can find us on um, Stitcher. You can find us on all the major platforms.
2: When you do, please remember to give us a five-star rating and review. Uh, We would very much appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Those help other people discover our show. Absolutely. You can find any of the stories that we talked about at Realtor.com slash news. While you're at it, we would love if you gave us a follow on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We are at House Party Pod on all three. We would love to hear from you there as well.
0: You can also get a hold of us. Um, email us. Our email is podcast at Realtor.com. And with that, uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.